It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where victory is guaranteed, with Dean, Zach, and your host, John Delaluna. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Winning Ticket Podcast. Here oh, we yeah. are in week 15. I'm back, I'm not stranded in an airport. Yeah. That's yeah. right, Zach, welcome back, whole buddy. Family, whole family is together for the first time since before Thanksgiving. Yes. And it's a great week. Uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're actually, fantasy playoffs, not to toot our own horn. I know talking about our fantasy teams is kind of like someone talking about their kids and it's like, I don't really care, Like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> right. But in our fantasy league, we're in a league full of sharps. And us three are all in the playoffs. We are, so, four, yeah. So it's going to be a bloodbath these next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear any distractions during the episode, um, Zach and I are playing against each other. So it's going to be, be big. I'll, t- I'll say this, and, and, and I don't know if there's any hard facts behind it, but you know, us and our expertise of fantasy players means we know how these mm-hmm. teams' offenses and defenses work. Oh, absolutely. And, and while fan- you know, no one... No one fantasy player is going to make a ton of money just betting based on fantasy. Yep. But you have to have a good understanding of the teams, of the game itself, and of you know that, what each player brings to each team. That's the key thing. Learning, so, uh, Figuring out the game script is yeah. basically, in a nutshell, what fantasy football is. Mm-hmm. So actually a lot of times if I don't like a side in a game, uh, especially for the primetime games, I love doing this. I love yeah. taking game props. Um, you know, Very classic ones like tonight I have Lamar Jackson under rush yards. I think the quad's hurting him a little bit more than mm-hmm. we think. So that's just a fun one to kind of listen back tomorrow. Yeah. Either yeah. he runs for 200 or I... I'm hoping he breaks that record tonight. I got right. him on my team. So. <laughs> I cash out. Absolutely. And John drafting the MVP the last few years as well. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> let's transition this. I just want to say I think it's very sketchy that the one week that John posts the Instagram post with all of our picks, he doesn't put who picked what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, and it this happens one was to be the fuck. week that John and I went, what, 0-4? Mm-hmm. So for the first time this oh, year, boy. you guys are going to hear John sing a wonderful song at the end of this podcast, Damn which uh, we'll leave it as a nice surprise, and uh, it's going to be beautiful. Might bring a tear to our eyes. I'm hoping. It brought a tear to my eyes losing fucking four bets. Man, <laughs> if you go 0-3... That's bad enough, but like wow, I really yep. spread it around. John, start us off, man. Clean sweeps, bad uh, beats. Man, all you bad had a beats. clean bad sweep. That's, yeah, it was it <laughs> yeah, was everything. To, to put it mildly, the Bengals and the Jaguars just didn't they, they didn't come to play. That simple as that. Jaguars weren't even close. Bengals couldn't cover. Seahawks just not the team that I was expecting to play on Sunday. Um, they they of course fell short. I I'm. A good team like the Seahawks getting points, I just like that, mm. and maybe didn't handicap it well enough. I know it was a Becca pick too, but I actually <laughs> tended to like where, where, where she was yeah. going with that. The biggest, the one I was closest on, of course, and I got to vent about the Giants a little bit here, was Giants-Eagles, five and a half touchdowns with overtime. They ended with five, so I fell short by one touchdown. Mm-hmm. The Giants are a dumpster fire. Pat Shermer should be fired immediately. I'm actually surprised he's not fired now. There's nothing left to see with this fucking guy. Okay, you're gonna stand with your hands outstretched for 20 seconds while Doug Peterson's gonna bait you into calling a timeout, and you just don't do it. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> Eli falls off second half. Total, total disaster. What I was more disappointed in that bad beat, though, was that the Eagles really didn't come to play. I mean, oh, yeah. three points in the first half against the Lonely Giants at home and in prime time. All the incentive in the world, who, division on the line. Crazy. Who wants to win the NFC East? Because <laughs> ne- neither Nobody. of the teams that are supposed are can vying for relegation. For it, look, is it, can, yeah. can that be a real thing? I would An entire division. That. And it's, it's so great, too. Let, let's bookmark this because, John, literally every team that you mentioned, I have something on. 
Um, oh wow! <laughs> this some week. stats on. So oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I have. Um, I'll do my bad beats really, really quick. What bad beats? I only had one. So nice. uh, if you guys listen, my teaser hit. Um, my biggest play of the yeah. week hit, and um, yeah, the only one that I didn't do. John referenced it was the, it was it the was Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Bengals seven and a half. It was a good number. Actually, as soon as we got done recording, it shot up to eight and a half, Ooh. and then dipped back down to, to around six and a half for kickoff. Wow. Very weird. We got yeah. another point. So if we just recorded, you know, two hours later, what, what did they lose by again? Eight even. Oh, it was eight even. Yeah, so it was only by a half point, so that's fine. The only reason why I did that is because I wanted to reveal the legs of my teaser. So I'm sitting good, actually. A $120 swing in the Big Bang, which we will be reading you this morning. Things are getting nice and close now, but I'm all smiles here. The Dean heads are happy. (laughs) They're eating. We're doing good. I'm winning bread for everyone. So, yes, I followed up a clean sweep with one play away from being clean sweep. So I said the Titans are on fire and the Raiders are a dumpster fire. That was very nice. The second half of that game mm-hmm. was very, very nice to watch. Derrick Henry, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, you saved my fantasy teasing. I owe you many blowjobs. Um, <laughs> my teaser, I had the Chiefs covered. A very controversial game. The Patriots mm. kind of got fucked, but it's very hard to have any sympathy for that yeah. team who yeah. normally gets the benefit of point. every call. Mm-hmm. Remember those two <laughs> phantom tripping calls in the Cowboys game? Yeah, exactly. So, just a mess. Seattle, what the fuck? They came out super flat. But the yeah. only thing that, that Seattle game showed me is like they, they could have a serious problem in the playoffs. They are not meant to just go down the field and drive past the ball. They're not meant they, to come from behind. No, yeah. the they problem. can't develop the run. They're in trouble. They are. Uh, so that killed my teaser, but no big deal because I said that one Eli Manning still had some magic left in those bones. Elijah. And I was right. The only thing that game showed me is that, was, that Pat Shermer is a horrible, <laughs> horrible coach. Oh, what worked the first half? Throwing the ball down the field, attacking the corners and the safety, who are fucking apparently terrible on the Eagles. Second half comes out, run, run, blown up flea flicker. Run, run, slant. Mm-hmm. Run, like, yeah, what? Like the he, sticks. Pat Shermer literally was like, hey, you know what? We have a lead. I don't think we can blow this. Let's just fucking <laughs> be the most cupcake play calling ever. Yep. I, I'm not going to get into it. I won my bet. They covered nine very mm-hmm. easily. Um, so I handicapped that, right? I'm just, as a giant fan, depressed that I would have yep. really loved for Eli Manning to get that last win in Philly. His fucking wife was there. Peyton was there. <laughs> like, it would have been the great feel-good story. I would have got to laugh at the Eagles. But it is what it is, gents. And, yeah. and when it comes down, if I could just mention real quick, you know, the Giants this week are only giving three and a half points to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And so that's something you have to think about now. A Giants team that could put up 17 points in the first half then gets blanked in the second. How do you, how do you comfortably bet on this team uh, in any you kind of way? You stay far right? away from that. Three you know? and a, but that doesn't mean that there's no value. There may be some more on True. that later. A woof woof. Wow. Oh. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, Zach. Pat Shermer's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I He's actually, gotta get fired. Uh, Pat, Pat Shermer stats later, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna stop keeping the bag. Let's get let's get right into it, boys. <laughs> it's time for John asks. Okay, so we're now nice and cozy again. Thank you for joining me on John asks. I like doing this segment. I hope you guys at home like it, too. Um, I like to enlighten myself a little bit more about the game. We talk about some things that are outside of maybe the big bank and underdogs and all that. Um, So not so much things happening topically. Mm -hmm. I sometimes like to ask you guys a topical question. This is something that I've been thinking about as I was going through my bad beats over the weekend. Uh, I have questions about live betting. Now, live betting... Live betting... There were a lot of lines... You have so many opportunities to bet, Right. What is a line 
that for you guys, like you would I'm trying to put this wisely, you would take it and not take it. So like if mm-hmm. like let's say a team, let's say like a favorite fell down fourteen points. Yes. Was there is there a certain so, way that you'd be like I like I will, grab them immediately? I will give the perfect Absolutely. example. Okay. That, uh, you know me and Dean did. It wasn't mm-hmm. NFL, but it was college football. It was mm-hmm. the Big Ten championship game. Ah. Everyone okay. knew Ohio State was going to win that game. Yeah. They mm-hmm. came out flat. They were down 14 and a half. We were in our group text, and we're like, yeah. when is the right time to bet Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. They right. scored that touchdown. You got it down. I got it at neg- Ohio State was minus two and a half. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And it was an absolute steal. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you just have to have that feeling. I mean, another, okay. another live bet that I did yeah. was mm-hmm. this Sunday at the half. I made a killing on it. Uh, the, when the Broncos were bro- blowing out the Texans, mm-hmm. with the half line, mm-hmm. the half line over was only 21. The Texans were down, I believe. Was it over twenty mm-hmm. points? Oh, so yeah. you yeah, knew just in garbage time yeah. alone, the, yeah, you're gonna, gonna get roughly mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Again, a good figure, team. Can we get ten points elsewhere? So I was like, this is this is no brainer. Sure, I put fifty bucks on it. Mm-hmm. It was easy winner. Wow. So, okay. so a couple things about live betting. One, yeah. one is you have to think who has momentum, and then who there is some consideration into if it's a favorite that's down. You have to figure, hey, you know they were supposed to win. Was the market wrong, or are they just underperforming right yeah, now? Sure. So, um, like Zach was saying, with the Texans kind of getting you know smacked around a little bit, the the books are relent, uh, they are reluctant to put out maybe a true line in that case. So, for example, Texans were nine and a half point favorites when they go down fourteen nothing. The books aren't going to do Broncos minus thirteen. Right. They're right. still going to be reluctant. It's going to be mm-hmm. like Broncos like minus three, maybe yeah. Broncos minus six, right. things like that. So. Mm-hmm. In those cases, I would say don't back the favorite. It, okay. Maybe take more of the same. Sure. Unless you think that they're going to fall off the Sure. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is this. Here's the caveat. Even if you're watching on a super HD TV, the sports book is five seconds ahead of ah, you. So if you're ever going to... So they're to probably going to play. Uh, so, you know, yes, there's, right? a, there's a live feed um, that they have like direct yeah. to it. And then they... Uh, I know FanDuel has a little lock. Simple. I think DraftKings just yep. kind of grays it out. Yeah, they it just, do. It literally just sits unavailable, and yeah. then eventually it'll pop mm-hmm. out. So, so sometimes when you're waiting for the bet to go through, they actually add in that buffer on purpose. Sure. It's not your connection. Yeah. Well, if a team just scored a touchdown, right, exactly. you, need to, you need to give Multiple some time to times, adjust those lines. Mm-hmm. Multiple times when I've tried to live bet, I'll put my bet in, and then literally as I go to my cart and log out, it'll say, boom, this has changed. And the line yeah. changes by right. And it'll change off a key number, too. Yep. It'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm laying six and a half, and it'll change to seven and a half. And you're like, now I don't yeah. want it. Yeah, so, right. So definitely, um, you listener, too, if you are live betting, yeah. I would definitely, um, I would say I typically like to live bet sides and okay. props more than I like to live bet totals. Gotcha. So I'll give you a great example. Mm-hmm. So um, when you see a really high-scoring game, right, uh, for example, uh, the, the number one that I could think of is the Chiefs-Rams last year. Right. So I remember watching, and I saw some live lines that were crazy, like yeah. 98 and like stuff like that. And wow. I was like, I-, I want those. But like when, as it was ticking up, like, yeah. like I was saying about the te- in the Texans example, it's like minus right. three. They're not overreacting, right? They're not right. saying neither of these teams are going to get a punt, so the game total is 100. Right. It, it, didn't, it doesn't jump like that. It goes incrementally. Yeah. So to, to wrap up what I'm trying to say is I was saying, oh, they're going to get a stop sometime. So right. I just kept on taking under after under after under. Mm. So I ended up losing a lot doing that <laughs> Okay. They just never played defense the entire right. game. Well, the, and you could have gotten to a similar situation this week with the, exactly. the 49ers Saints. Yep. I will say, you know, if you make one bold prediction, I would also caution not double down on on live bets. Okay. You know, you could be 
damn ass wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> just chalk it up and go, you know, I don't have a feel for this. Yep. Yeah. And that, sometimes not making a bet is the best bet. Sure. That's that, that's a great philosophy. And that's the, the only time you'll ever hear me say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, let's win it back, baby. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. That was really wonderful. I'm glad I got that answer. Mm-hmm. I do have another John Ask questions so we have time for. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's bang Changing out the times a little bit. It is week 15. There are a lot of Super Bowl favorites emerging. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, during the season... Is there any good time to bet on the Super Bowl winner, on, or do you wait until the playoffs start, or do you wait even until Championship Sunday? I personally don't. Some, some people differ on this. I unless you have like an under like, because here's the thing: the market is always going to adjust mm-hmm. for the favorite, right? Mm-hmm. So like, let's say like you know the whole Seattle and 49ers debacle, they're fighting yeah. for you know yeah. basically who's going to be the five seed, who's going to be the one seed in the right. NFC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if one of them winds up being the five seed. The Super Bowl odds are still going to be this, like re- relatively the same. The same. Yeah. I would okay. actually argue if the Seahawks somehow win the division, the Niners are the five seed. I think the Niners are still going to have better odds, probably to win. Probably, even though they're playing on the road, because they're the more the complete team, well, maybe. Yeah, so it's something to monitor. It really just, depends because you know getting a better seed means that you will then have home field in certain games. So like if you were to ask me, you know, would I rather back? I don't know, let's just say plus 1,000. Sure. Would I rather back a, a team that's playing home games at plus 1,000 right. or a team that has to go on the road twice yeah. at plus Say like 1, the 000. winner of the NFC East. Exactly, you know, I would so much rather. That. And yeah. that's actually one of my one of yeah. my biggest takeaways is if you remember for Wild Card um, Weekend, this is a, a big bet that I make almost every year, is it the last division winner, the public is so low on. They're like, yes. they don't deserve to be in there. And right. I think the NFC is going to uh, shape out like this. Oh, of course. And then they? The first, <laughs> I think the, the first wild card team that plays them, they have to go into their building. So yeah. let me give you a scenario. Vikings in Dallas or Vikings in Philly. Sure. Like, yeah, I mean, Vikings already beat them once. But, I mean, I don't feel comfortable laying – I don't feel laying right. any points with the, with the Vikings at that point. Right. So, like, it's one of those things to watch. The, the home, home field it definitely gets cranked up in the playoffs, yeah. too. With that being said – if you like a team that's not a top four team in the mm-hmm. NFL right now, you think they have a legitimate shot to win the Super sure. Bowl, I would say lock it in now because oh, yeah. once the playoffs are set, there's yeah. only a finite amount of teams yep. right. who can actually win the Super Bowl. Duh. There's only yeah. 12 teams left. <laughs> right. So if there's a fringe team, let's say like right now, like something you crazy. Say like the Bills or something. I was going to say know? like the Titans, right? Yeah, the, the Titans, Titans are yeah. hot right now. You're yep. like, fuck it. I can see them making like a magical yeah, plus run. Plus 4,000 if you want it. Wow. Throw 10 bucks on that. $4. Sure. Boom. Yep. Right. Yeah, why not? So the, the one thing that I will say, too, if you do want to bet who's going to win the Super Bowl, it would be easier to just do a mechanical parlay, which is you just take them in every game no matter what they are, money line. Hmm. So, and then the, the winnings of that, you just keep on rolling over. Gotcha. Because, you know, if you really think about it, and not a lot of people frame it this way, but let's just say I take the Ravens plus 220. Um, to win the Super Bowl, I'm really picking them in what? Uh, you're picking them five in, in every, Yeah, you're picking so, them in every yeah. single game. I'm picking game. them to win five games. At plus wow. 220, you're not that's interesting. That's a horrible bet. Now, what would the odds be if you took all five? Let's just say you took all five of those. Is, well, is that even possible? I don't think it's possible. You can't do it at the same time, but you can do it every week. Just right. remember that you're doing it. Um, right. The first game, they'll probably be a heavy favorite, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, playing against, like, let's just say they run into the Patriots, sure. that might be close to pick them. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be able to make some money that way. So, you know, you take your 100 bucks and keep on rolling it over, and then you'll make out more than the plus 220. Yeah. yeah. And it's easier because you can jump out at any point, too. Great. This has been my favorite John Asks so far. Yeah, this, this was, was very this was good betting, spirited. This was good betting knowledge. And yeah. uh, during Big Banks, I'll definitely, um, I'm actually going to go into another betting concept as well. Yeah. So, this is a very information heavy. Yeah. Episode. So, let's. Get into it, gents. Big Bank Picks. 
All right, guys. We've been telling you for like weeks how close everything's getting. We finally have. Well, we've had the numbers. We just keep on forgetting to say that. We've had. The so numbers. just to give you an idea, we are going on to week fifteen. There's only three weeks left in the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. Excuse so me while far, I shed a tear. <laughs> John has relinquished almost a hundred dollar lead. Yep. John is now standing in first at three hundred fifty-eight dollars, rounding up. Zach, three hundred twenty-nine dollars, and Dean, two seventy-eight. Guys, nipping it at is the heels. Anybody's game. <laughs> it's true. Who wants to take the rain and give us our first big bank? Picks? Let's go. I'll take it. And last week I gave you guys a teaser that hit. Um, I actually put a ton of units, my real life units, on it, yeah. which are actually bigger than the show units. Uh, <laughs> not to not to brag, but uh, so so I actually had a There's very some dusting of the shoulder that happened there. Had a very profitable week, and yeah. uh, FanDuel is sending me a check. But I, I just want to go into. I, we kind of explained teasers. I know a lot of times um, we've. We've given you so many different concepts. Uh, Zach has um, different outs that give him a 10-point teaser from minus 130. FanDuel and DraftKings in New Jersey, you could get, or now it's West minus Virginia. One, minus 110 for mine. All right, minus 110. Gotcha. Excuse me. So um, FanDuel and DraftKings, you could have six points applied to any of the spreads. Um, if it's a three-team scenario, which is what I like to do, that's plus 160. Six and a half points is plus 140. Seven points is plus 120. So I like these are plus odds, and it's only three outcomes, which statistically are pretty good. So what? How do I build these teasers, right? So here's a fun fact for you guys. Ready? 25% of games in the NFL end with either a three-point margin of victory or a seven-point margin of victory. Three is 15.7%. Seven is 9.3%. That is not a range. That is right on the head. Mm-hmm. So naturally. If you could tease the guess, just about a, a hook, quarter, a quarter of every outcome. Exactly. Like. So it, naturally, if you want to take and you look at the lines and you go, I'm going to add a six to let's just say a plus one to mm-hmm. make it seven, or a six to a plus one and a half, yeah, make it seven and a half. That's kind of half of it. The other half of it is finding where you have other edges, which is what we always um, kind of preach to you guys. So here's my teaser for the week. I got the Titans plus three and a half. I have the Bears plus ten and a half. I have the Seattle Seahawks pick them. Now, one of my one of my preferences is I don't really like to take a favorite and kind of wipe out the spread to make it a pick them because then mm-hmm. it's a complete coin flip of a game. Sure. But I will say Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. And they're me, facing who real quick? Uh, Carolina. In Carolina. Carolina, gotcha. Carolina is kind of floundering. And the Seahawks are 42-22. and 22. That's 65.6% against the spread after a loss under Pete Carroll. Wow. I think... This is going to be an easy one where they're just going to kind of go into Carolina and trounce them because if they don't, then they're pretty much locked to being a wild card team, which is what we were just saying. Their odds dramatically go down when they have to go on the road a lot. Um, the Titans plus three and a half. I actually think um, you know someone might be coming against me on this one, but I think that it's a well. I know it's a home game, and Mike Vrabel's guys are going to have a little bit of extra motivation. Tennessee's five and one with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback, who has a one hundred and twenty-seven point one passer rating. That's not QBR; it's he's, a little bit he's different. He's been fantastic. So we all we always say that divisional mm-hmm. games are fucky, and are. this is this is going to be a field goal game in either direction. I have a hook; I have three and a half. Um, a key in teasers is also variance, right? Another concept I'm introducing. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is actually outperforming there against the spread number by four point two points. Against the spread per game, they are four and two against the number at home by an average of two points. So all that math, if that kind of scared you away, Titans plus three and a half is a very good bet. Yeah. And then here's my last one: Bears plus ten and a half. Uh, I think that Bears. Zach's 
Preseason oh. prediction is finally here, and here's the key indicator. Last year, Mitchell Trubisky had 423 yards rushing. This year, going into last week's game, he only had 28. Yes, wow. that's right. He last week he ran. I don't have the number handy. He had but a 22 it, yard touchdown. That was basically wow. yes. So he got that all in one in one gain. I think that this is the way that the Bears need to run their offense. A lot of horizontal motion, a lot of Trubisky running, and the Packers are 25th against the run at well, just in general, not at home. Um, <laughs> actually, the Packers. I'm I'm gonna go. I would say something, but uh, I'm gonna be called a, a shill and a homer, so I'm not gonna say that. But the Packers, uh, they're getting outgained 68 yards per game in their last seven. That do does that usually lead to 10 and three record? No, it does not. Does so not. 10 and a half. shill, you homer. <laughs> <laughs> and here's and here's uh, the key one. While I get out of this messy one. Um, the key to this game, too, is Akeem Hicks is coming back. This is going to be his fourth game of the year. He's nice and fresh, ready to stop the run. Bears plus 10.5, yeah. Titans plus 3.5, and, and Seattle pick them. Nice. You can't deny last week, for all you Packers fans out there, didn't quite... They won the game, but if you're a Packers fan, you probably weren't too happy about watching that, they, that offense against the Redskins. They played horrible. Yeah. So right. there's that. <laughs> Let's not listen. We're we're no one. We're not on the books to any one particular team. If a team played badly, they did. They played horribly. Yeah. Against the Redskins, you have to you have to do what they did mm-hmm. against the Giants. You have to lay the beat down. Oh yeah. I think. Well, if you look if you look against the number too, I mean they underperformed by seven and a half points. Yeah. So and they they've been underperforming like that a lot, and I don't think the public is kind of taking the reins on nope. that. Everyone sees Aaron Rodgers and goes, oh, best player. But it's but it's weird because in, in the NFC this year, it's it's been all about. The Niners, and I would even say the Seahawks are getting more buzz, maybe because Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. the you know a potential MVP, MVP candidate. In the last four games, yeah. And then, but <laughs> the Packers are like it sounds weird to say they're quietly at they ten and three. Yep. You know, there's not a lot of people talking. I mean, and the Packers are very much within getting not. I mean, certainly making the playoffs, winning the mm-hmm. division, but even getting the number one seed in the entire mm-hmm. NFC. Yeah. So you know, what well, the rest of their schedule after after this game is pretty light. I know they, they play, play the Vikings yeah, at one point. Play the Vikings point. week sixteen for basically the division. That'll which then, seems like every year, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So uh, all right, I'll, Zach, I'll take this from here. Uh, I do have a teaser, but I'm gonna save that for next because tease the teaser. I'm basically putting <laughs> a double play on this team right here, and I even told you guys it was a little bit square, but there's sometimes you just see the writing on the wall, and this is one of those games. Putting three of my six units this week wow. on the Ooh. Patriots minus nine at the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on, on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. We're filming Cincinnati. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> if this, all right, take the drama out of this last week <laughs> and this line's the same way, I would probably fade this game. I would want no part of it because the Bengals actually kind of held their own. Mm-hmm. With now, that being said, yeah. keep, keep this going. is not a game I have to overthink. This is the Patriots coming off of the loss where they kind of got fucked by the officials. And there's national headlines again for the Patriots in a cheating scandal. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows it. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. Uh, They're filming the Bengals, which is the worst team in football. Right. Next to the Giants. Uh, (laughs) They're trying to seal this division up. They have the Bills still on their tail. Bill Belichick is mad. Brady is mad. Those are two people you don't want to play when they're angry. Remember when Brady came back from his suspension? The Patriots right now are feeling disrespected, not only by the national media for being accused of cheating, but they also are disrespected because everyone is counting them out, which is kind of where they want to be. Um, This is a game that you're going to see a statement game from the Patriots. I expect them to win by a minimum of two touchdowns. This is like the perfect get-right game 
at the perfect time. If I'm not mistaken, they might. I think they host the Bills either week 16 or 17. It's coming up. It's coming. Uh, up. It's obviously coming up. There's yeah, only, you know, a couple games left after this. But I think this is going to be their their patented statement game. Bill Belichick, I expect him to run the score up. Yeah. This is going to be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. This is not a game they're taking the foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. This is they want to hang a 50-burger yeah. on the Bengals mm-hmm. and be like, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. We're still here. Look, I'm not going to give you stats. All right, you know. The Patriots defense, yeah, they're not as good as we said they were, mm-hmm. but they're very good. And they're yeah. fucking good enough to shut down the Bengals and Andy Dalton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to me, it's just like I actually think that nine points – is not enough. I think this if me really? setting the line. Wow. I feel like I would set this more like a, a twelve or thirteen. Wow. Wow. So my, interesting. The the one thing that comes to mind then is, um, have you considered taking an alternate yeah, line? Right. Uh, I have. Okay. Um, so what what would be your number if I, if if you had to uh, pick one? Also, um, since we're talking about alternates and the Patriots dominating, uh, Bengals team total is actually. 16, do you like that over or under? Do you think it's going to be a shutout scenario, or do you think wow. the Patriots' offense gets I off the blocks? I personally don't like that because I think there's mm. going to be a lot of garbage time. Okay. I would feel comfortable taking this game to 12 and a half. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'd like 13. I feel like 13 is a good number because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, missed extra point or whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, okay, and the, the stat boys are running, and... Minus 12 and a half is plus 115. That's, see, see, look how yeah, little that is. Right. Look not how little that is. The other key number that yields the most value is minus 16 and a half is plus 180. No. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's not but even... Actually, yeah. the fact that you just said that makes me feel even more confident. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. That means that they're shading and a half they're go the, right. the other is way. only plus 115. Right. Uh, this is mm-hmm. a game. I'm not thinking too much about it. Mm-hmm. Last week, we, it was like seemed like it was the week of all the heavy dogs covered. Oh yeah. This yeah. week, I feel like it's going to trend in the opposite direction. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the Bengals have been hanging in there." This is not the game, folks. Yeah, yeah I can totally Bang see the that. Patriots. I totally see. That. I know it sounds square, but do it. I'm telling you, this is one <laughs> of those. Just like that Giants Packers game, there's mm-hmm. one you don't think about it. You just do it. The writing's on the wall. There you go. There, there I love is. those handicaps. My gosh, I feel bad not taking the Patriots myself. I need a win this week. I'll tell you what is going to win though, and this is this is at a glance. We've had lines like this in the past where you look at them and you say, "No way! Why is it so low?" I'm taking the Vikings minus two and a half. All right, uh, at the Chargers. Um, some simple stats I'm throwing at you. The Vikings are seven and six against the spread. Anyone know what the Chargers are against the spread? Because I have the number uh, four and probably something. Bad. It is. It's four. It's actually a weird number. Four, seven, and two. Wow. Okay. Wow. Two so yeah, very very weird. Um, the Chargers are coming off of a 45-point game. Ooh. Mm-hmm. When was the last time they scored 45 points this season? Never happened. Yeah, never. When was the last time they scored 30 points this season? Week 4 at wow. Miami. Yes, yes. This is not going to be another... I think a lot of people are looking at the Chargers and it's and it's public reaction, right? They're, mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying they're coming back healthy. They're yeah. getting Derwin James back. Oh, well, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, they're really going to stuff the line. Dalvin Cook, you know, Alexander Madison's now banged up. Mm-hmm. They're going to give Cousins problems. Fine. You want to look at the X's and O's of that and make that determination based off of one game that you just saw? Because it really is one game. Yeah, yeah. After the Vikings have come off, maybe not what you would call a heartbreaking loss, but definitely a devastating loss in the NFC, losing by only seven points, where i got to give credit where credit's due. Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game, Mm -hmm. and the defense really let things down. I think the Vikings are going to get immediately correct. Mm -hmm. If this was home, they're saying, what, the Vikings are half-point favorites? Um, or, I'm sorry, or, or four and a half, four and a half point favorites. Right? Yes. It would swing that way. I like that line too. The Vikings two and a half, very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. The Chargers don't have home field advantage. I don't think they even have 
yeah. fans anymore. <laughs> that's that's the thing that really uh, jumped out to me when you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. So like the the home field doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are getting Adam Thielen back and yep. Dean, you're the Viking expert. Mm-hmm. Any anybody else that should be noticing um, that's coming back or so is, is healthier? Alexander Madison uh, did tweak his ankle. Um, okay. He's been kind of like the relief guy to Dalvin Cook, who was also yeah. a little. bit I've noticed up. the fantasy uh, information. Yeah. That's, that's how I know. <laughs> so a uh, little DFS play actually. Uh, shot out of the cannon right here. The yeah. Vikings activated Mike Boone, uh, running back off the practice squad. Okay. Very good. A uh, preseason standout. I believe he led pre all preseason rushers wow. in rushing yards last two years so Mike Boone hey. number 44 um, he's definitely going to be worth 3,000 that would be a nice little play too um, to yeah, add a little into your secret, secret weapon mm-hmm. like a Boston Scott on the oh, Eagles oh, just, or whoever his name is who just busted out <laughs> yeah, um, Junior. kind of with Zach I'm not overthinking this one the Vikings are clearly the better team they're still very much in the mix the Chargers I think mathematically are still in the mix however yeah, I, I, I don't know what the actual not. numbers are but like but they're, they're not, they're not going to yeah, go down not. without a fight Mm-hmm. That's not an Anthony Lynn coach team, but I just don't think that these charge they just don't match up very well. Mm-hmm. If you're banking on a good Chargers defense, then where the hell has that been all season? You know. <laughs> so, so another another key thing too is uh, Mike Zimmer is forty and fourteen against the spread against oh. non NFC opponents. There, there you go. Or non divisional opponents. Excuse me. Say uh, no, no more. Way he played sixty four games against the AFC. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm putting a unit on that. Vikings minus two and a half. Love it. Love it. Um, okay, so. Kind of hearkening to what you were saying about home fields and everything like that. Here's one that really jumped off the page to me. I'm actually going to treat my other plays. Uh, I've been having a lot of success having a three-unit play in here. I'm actually not going to do that. I'm going to split my last three units into each a one-and-a-half-unit play. And my first one gave you the home field little dangled that carrot. Got the Raiders in their last home game ever in front of their crazy fans. Now, here's a pop quiz, guys. Who is the worst team in football over the last... Five games, no matter. Jacksonville Jaguars score. That's correct. It's score be, yards, right? everything. Uh, hold on, wait till you hear these numbers though. Ooh. They have lost five in a row. They were four and four when they when they lost five in a row with, by an average margin of twenty three point four points per game. Oh. God. They are very sneaky. That they're the le- they're the worst team in football. And a lot of people, if you go ask the you know the random square down the street and go, hey, what about Jaguars? They go, oh, Minshew Mania. No, let's <laughs> let's update our records since yeah. week six. Okay, guys, like it's not working. It, Doug Marone fired, right? He should be fired. I actually think he I gets think fired so. after this game. Wow. Um, I, I think that maybe they go for Riverboat Ron or some, or maybe even Jack Del Rio again. Coach both of these teams. <laughs> I think uh, also back Jack <laughs> hashtag make it trending. I, I think John Rio is an excellent coach, and he got a raw team, deal in Oakland. He really he did. did. But so so here's something for the the Raiders injury report. Uh, Josh Jacobs MRI came back negative. He is playing. Yep. Yeah. Um, it really screws my fantasy strategy. Up. <laughs> but um, and you know they asked John Gruden like why not just like disallow him for the rest of the year? He's a young right. player, you got nothing to play for. He said no, 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 we're still alive. So I really think that the the motivation, the emotions yeah. are going to be running high. I think that the Raiders are going to come out and smack them in the mouth. Yeah. And here's a little derivative if you don't like the full game. Um, first half line I think should be good because the Jaguars are first in the league in giving up first half points. And, and <laughs> specifically, uh, however you want to slice it, their last three games, the last five games, they're still the worst team yeah. in football giving up first half points. It's a lock. This defense quit on what, them. What's the line for the first half? Do you have it? Um, I will get the stat boys on that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. you you keep going. That's okay, I got I'll, it. I'll uh, that's, that's the end of the handicap. Uh, John, Zach, what, what, do you guys, what do you guys think about so, that? So, I guess it's a good transition because my one unit play is the Raiders. So that makes it another winning ticket lock of the week. Oh, I also have the Raiders. Well, hold on, time like. out, time out. I want to I wanna say there's a reason why I put one <laughs> unit on this one. I also put one unit. Listen, I don't have the stats to back it up. Both these teams are bad. Jacksonville has stopped playing for Coach Marone, as Dean says. Possibility he gets fired. 
quite frankly, I hate this line. I think that <laughs> six and a half, I think, is a little bit more than I'm comfortable playing. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about it before. We like motivation. But this is the last game in the black hole. Chucky's going to be getting his team pumped up. And my, the money line is minus 275. So even though I love the Raiders to win outright, it's just not worth it for the money line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said this game is a great teaser candidate. Yep. At six and a half, if you think you're going to win outright, mm-hmm. you do six-point teasers. You, you wipe do, that off. Yeah, pretty much you're just getting at even money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to lose this game. This is their Super Bowl. I, yep. Josh Jacobs is back, as you said. Mm-hmm. But to me, the stadium is going to be fucking electric. Mm-hmm. People are going to be putting on their eye black, their shoulder pads, their fucking pirate whatever. <laughs> like, it's going to be a madhouse. Oh, this yeah. is like a team that has ran that area for so long. And I just mm-hmm. do not see them blowing this game in this situation. I think this is this is like this is the this is the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely this is it. right. So uh, even though the spread's a little bit more than I'm comfortable with, I'd like one unit because I know the Raiders are going to win. It's just will they cover? See, I just want to respond to that. It's still not a key. No- it's under the the key number of seven. No, so now, seven when, would be the key. When, when we were getting, if if this was like minus seven or minus even seven and a half, then I would have I would take a little bit of pause. But I think that this is similar in the sense of our last triple like, which was the the Giants Packers, where I was like maybe even up to ten. I would yeah. probably start thinking about it. Uh, I think this is a little bit different. We're on the right side of a key number. Mm-hmm. I do get that, but I don't see this being a field goal game. I just think the Jaguars are so dead in the water. Yes, yeah. the Raiders aren't that good, but I think they're going to get back to basics and they're going to look. Pretty good, and uh, first half line is minus three and a half. I and that, knew it would have the hook. And yeah, it's three and a hook, but I will say though, it's uh, minus one fifteen as well. So this number could move to four, and it's one of those things where the the advantage of playing a first half over full game is that the emotion of the crowd. Um, John Gruden should get fired if he elects to receive. He should kick this ball <laughs> off and have the defense yeah. go firing off. Yeah. Minshew low key sucks. And um, John Filippo, I, I mean, hey, you can just play last week's episode because they don't stick to yeah. running the ball. Fournette was, at one point, he was in the top ten in rushing, and he's had a horrible string of a couple last games. So I just think the, the Jaguars are completely done, and the Raiders actually have a reason to get up for this one. So I'm not scared of the six and a half, and this will definitely be in my ledger. It's in my big bank, and yeah. it's, it's all systems go here. I love it. The Jaguars are not only 0-5 in their last five, they're 0-5 against the spread in their last five. Wow. And I'll ask you guys this. I'm crunching the numbers here myself. When was the last time in a loss that the Jaguars covered six and a half? Mm. I don't know. Did, maybe week one against the it Chiefs? Was, it, that's close. It was week two against Houston. Wow. So in all of and their losses this year. That was reaction line to Minshew. Yep, yep too. exactly. Yeah. So in all of their losses this year, except for one, they have failed to cover six and a half. Wow. I like those odds. I like those odds a lot. I'll say no more. Raiders six and a half. This is as much a do it like like win one for the Gipper game yep. uh, for for Gruden, which something similar happened last year with with this team. Mm-hmm. I think it was also considering. I think when they were going to move, yeah. there was the thought that this was the last mm-hmm. game, yep. and they won that game. So this is as much a um, boost for the Raiders for the motivation, and then a fade Jaguars play. It's just it's and the line is mm-hmm. perfect minus exam. It's pretty all around. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but but take a one unit. So nice that's our tasty. triple like of the week. There very, it is. Very nice. So I and need I bring up the record, the last triple like that we had. We had seven <laughs> units on as a podcast. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little bit less, I believe, three and a half three by my half. calculations. Yeah. But so a little bit of half of that. But the last one we because we're because we're backing a easily. bad team. That's why with the Packers we were mm-hmm. backing a good team. 
Yep. So I, I felt Maybe more comfortable putting. Yeah, yeah. overrated, <laughs> but they're good. Come on. <laughs> well, shield. I mean, that, 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 that's the concept that, that we've been trying to say is that you could be good and overrated. Yes. That's, that's not, it does not compute. Certainly. But here's one that I think is adequately rated and actually almost even underrated. Guys, pop, pop quiz. Who is the best team against the spread now that the Cardinals suck? Wow. <laughs> Who's the best is team? it Pittsburgh? It's the Steelers at nine wow. and four against the spread. I got the Steelers oh. minus one and a half. Now, lest we forget, and I kind of go back to this game as uh, this week as a, a flag in the ground. It was the six and two Bills on the road against a two and six Browns as underdogs, and that was monumental because the sports books told us this is the worst six and two team that we've yeah. ever seen, mm-hmm. and. What did they do since then? Because a lot of people are like, oh, wow, the Bills are for real. They beat the Miami Dolphins, who are bad. They beat the Denver Broncos with Brandon Allen, who are bad. And they beat the Cowboys, who now we know are bad. And then they almost covered against the Ravens. So did this team really turn a corner, or did they get more of the same easy schedule? I think they got more of the same. Yes, they have a good defense, but I think that they're playing a team who has almost a better defense. The Steelers... Are, like I said, 9-4 and four against the spread. Devlin Hodges is 3-0 and as a starter. The Steelers are getting healthy now back with James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. Although Juju, I won't be able to start him ever again in my entire <laughs> life. I think the towels are going to be flying with a tiny spread. What The book is telling me this is going to be a toss-up. This is a coin flip game. It's almost a point which, in my mind, I kind of equate as a pick em. Pick em, yeah. yeah. So, um, crunching some numbers, Mike Tomlin, all time since he took over... In primetime games, 25-7, and 10-2 on Sunday Night Football. Um, Josh Allen, kind of similar to what I was saying about Mitchell Trubisky, is that he really gets the offense going when he's doing the running. Um, last week, obviously, the Ravens stymied him, and schematically and athletically, this is such a bad matchup for Josh Allen because... As we know, the Steelers have great athletic linebackers, pass rushes. It's a 3-4 scheme. They literally run the same defense that the Ravens do. This is a great spot. This is a great side. I think that this is this is going to be a slam dunk. This one is definitely going to be in all my ledgers. And my final play of the Big Bank at minus one and a half. All right. All wow. right. I like it. You seem to be high on the Steelers last few weeks, Dean. Yeah, it's uh, even right given on, picking it up. And, and you know, the reason why I'm kind of, you know, staying there is because they are underrated. I, I think yeah. it's one of those things where they are a good team. They currently have a playoff spot. They can't slip up or else they're out of the playoff spot. Yeah. And I'm getting motivation. I'm getting a, a, a team that the sure. market's, it's not sexy. The, they, they see that and they go, oh, no, no Roethlisberger. They still think Mason Rudolph yeah. is dinking dunking. And I think that that's perfect. When you give a play and the squares face is sour, that means that you had a good play. Yeah. I, I got to ask you, and I'll keep on this game because I have action on this game too. Mm-hmm. Two units, actually. Do you Ooh. think that this motivation that the Steelers have, do you think the Bills have any of that too, being only one game back in the division? Um, Not for that reason. I, I don't think that... The, well, all right, so the, the team itself might have motivation to win the division, but I think just knowing who the Patriots are, going that they, game. they legitimately have no chance to win the division, sure. in my opinion. I yeah. think a lot of the pundits are saying that. Right. So, yes, that would be a good rallying cl- cry, but I will say this. Mike Tomlin could outcoach McDermott by a ton. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you look at the games that McDermott have gone up against prestige coaches, um, let's think, maybe five days ago against John Harbaugh, yeah. comes out a little bit flat. Also, Josh Allen was atrocious throwing the ball in that game. Mm-hmm. I believe it was he was somewhere around 43% completion percentage. Yeah. So I think that with following my handicap, that they're going to take away him running. I think that it's going to be on Josh Allen to throw the ball downfield, which he's proven that he can't really do if he doesn't get the running game going. Right. That's that's awesome. Um, 
And I actually like the Steelers in this game, too. I'm just picking your brain. Oh, <laughs> um, I took something pretty unorthodox, because a lot of people look at the total line... Classic John. ...at 36. Okay. And they say, let's take the under. I'm not taking the under. I think they're going to score here. Over 36. And I'm going to give you... This is, the this is as I put on my reading glasses here, the law of averages, my friends. Okay. 36 is the line here. The average points for the Bills in a game, 37.4 in their matchups. For the Steelers, 38.5. At Heinz Field, 40.9. 21.1 for the Bills on their side, 19.9 for the Steelers on their side. What does this all equal? Well over 36 points. And again, these are averages, mm. so there's there's a little bit of swaying room, right? So, so if the Bills are averaging... Uh, you know, these two teams are averaging a combined 40 points per game. Heinz Field, 40.9 points per game. I like these because this is cl- it's a trend. It's a season-long trend, mm-hmm. right? Um, if something wacky were to happen, why why would it not be to score a lot more points? Because I think a lot of these have skewed lower. In fact, this is uh, the last five, um, the Steelers games have gone under. Mm-hmm. And for the Bills, their last five, only one has gone over. Yeah. So you might be saying to yourself, John, you're fucking ridiculous. What do you <laughs> take the trends? But as the law of averages go, mm-hmm. these things are going to balance out eventually. And so I see this. I saw 36. If it's like something like 39, 40, 41, mm-hmm. I probably would take the under in this one, or I probably wouldn't even touch it because it's a little too close for comfort. Yeah, I do like the low score. Uh, the the low line. Um, you mentioned that the healthy Pittsburgh Steelers players coming mm-hmm. back. I think they could put up a lot of points. Oh yeah. The Bills defense is going to be tested, even with with Duck Dodgers at quarterback. <laughs> and I just checked the weather too for Heinz Field. It's looking yep. like a nice clean night. <laughs> nice. Not after a lot the of rain. Giants after game, the Giants huh? game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made sure to go into the fantasy app, check the weather. Yep. And um, I just think, like I said, the law mm-hmm. of averages. This is purely mathematical that I'm taking this. Yep. Um, this this week. And uh, I, I just I think that both teams mm-hmm. are better than what's given credit for. The Bills are not respected right now as mm-hmm. a playoff contender, and the Steelers are outperforming their own standards. But I don't even think they've reached how good they can be yet. Yeah, I agree because they haven't had week uh, they haven't had Juju Smith Schuster since yeah. week ten really, mm-hmm. and um, Hodges is no Mason Rudolph. I think that's right. kind of the gist of my last two yeah. handicaps on this team is that I feel like I have a really good pulse of the team. Obviously, with a betting interest in them last week. Right. Um, something to be said too is that they have a lot of turnovers. I read you all the stats about like quarterback pressures yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of turnovers, and Josh Allen isn't so much of a a sure-handed quarterback. Uh, fumbles. Right. You get more fumbles mm-hmm. with scrambling quarterbacks. You get more picks with strong arm quarterbacks. Sure. Uh, maybe some opportunistic defensive touchdowns. Yeah. In a in a close game in a uh, nice prime time sludge right. it out game. I mean, you could get over. It's very it's a very low total. Listen, tw- li- you're up you're up uh, twenty to seven. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you get a pick six. Now you're up 27 to, to yep. 7 or 27 to 10, and you hit that mm-hmm. over. So I like all it. Right. John, I like it. That was different. I enjoyed that. Thank, thank you. So I, I need I had, to make up for last week. I said I had a teaser. <laughs> I have a teaser. No more teasing. Let's I'm going to my teaser. <laughs> oh, give it to us. Ow. Tease me, Zach. Oh, no. That's no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> off pod, off pod. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Hey, you're right. married now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm married now, John. It's very appropriate. All right, so I'm Sam doing a three-team, seven-point teaser. This okay. is for plus 115 odds okay. on DraftKings, all right? Two units. So what I'm taking is I'm going the opposite of Dean, I'm taking the Texans plus okay. ten at the Titans. I'm taking the Patriots minus two and a half. I'm not going to handicap that one. You heard it already. They should spank them. 
Uh, and then the Eagles, who I'm pr- I honestly have to say, I don't think I've won a bet involving mm-hmm. the Eagles this yeah. year. Well, they've been such so a So I'm literally setting it up. I'm, I'm basically disobeying the fucking rules here because <laughs> I have the Eagles plus two and a half. So if they lose by a field goal, I will lose this teaser. Mm-hmm. But let me start off with the Texans and Titans. Let me start off by saying I fucking love the Titans. <laughs> Derek Henry and Ryan Hill, Tannehill seem to be unstoppable. Tannehill is actually 6-1 and one since taking okay. over as a starter in Nashville. So a little, even better than what Dean told you. They're on a roll, and last weekend I loved them against the lowly Raiders. Mm-hmm. This week they play a division game. And, John, what are division games? Fucky. Yes, they are. <laughs> Texans are coming off an embarrassing blowout. Yeah. Uh, both offenses, fun fact, average 24 points a game. And both defense are ranked almost exactly the same. Mm. The Titans' overall defense, 22. The Texans' overall defense, 25. I think a touchdown is going to separate the victor. I also believe that the Titans are bound to come back down to earth. They've been playing out of their minds. I would not touch this game with the normal spread. Mm. I still think that it's a toss-up to me. If it was a pick-em, I'd feel more comfortable picking a side. I think this game could be decided by three points. So, to me, I think best-case scenario is you're going to get a push. Mm-hmm. Um, but give me a touchdown on top of three points. Yeah. Uh, the Texans are getting the, the sole reason I'm taking the Texans is because they're getting the points. If the Titans are plus three, I'd be taking the Titans in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that this is a game that's going to be so close. Mm-hmm. I think it's the perfect game. Key number, legit yep, key yep. number. You're getting it from three to ten. So I'd have to say out of these three games, I think this one plus ten. Mm-hmm. I like that the most. Uh, the Patriots, yeah. all they got to do is win outright, yeah. basically. They're going to win by more than a field goal. If they don't, shame oh, on them. The Eagles. The Eagles are a bad team. Yeah. The Redskins are a bad team. Mm -hmm. But the Redskins are worse. The Redskins (laughs) have lost nine of their last ten at FedEx Field. Surprisingly enough, they've covered in their last four games against NFC East opponents. Oh, joy. Mm. Uh, We saw the Eagles somehow pull off a magic trick and lead a 20-point comeback against the Giants with basically a fifth-string wide receiver and three tight ends lining up at wide receiver. (laughs) Just goes it to show you. It sounds like you're exaggerating, but that's exactly no, that is, what it was. That that's exactly what the lineup was. Exaggeration. They literally had their last uh, wide receiver and man. three tight ends lining up. Jesus Christ. Uh, and the Giants still managed to fuck that one up. <laughs> in my opinion, the Redskins are the third worst team in football. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, this will be basically an away game for all the Eagles fans that are going to invade FedEx Field. Yeah. It's uh, not a far drive either. No. <laughs> I think Monday was the kick in the butt that needed to rally the troops for Doug Peterson and co. Mm-hmm. Uh, this win would all but guarantee that their Week 16 matchup with the Cowboys would be for the division. Oh, yeah. With that being said, the Eagles are bad enough that I could see this being way too close for comfort. <laughs> They're going to win this game, but I could once again see this too close for comfort giving any points at all. That seven-point swing just means they have to win outright, and quite frankly, they're going to win ugly if they do mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Uh, also note, um, for this entire teaser, as Dean mentioned previously, if you shop around and don't use FanDuel or DraftKings, you can do a 10-point teaser. Mm-hmm. And I will—I already have this locked in on DraftKings, yeah. but I'm also taking this elsewhere, mm-hmm. and you could literally just add 10 points to uh, the original game totals as well to make it a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you're getting Texans 13, Patriots actually plus a half, and Eagles will be roughly plus plus a half as well. Mm-hmm. So that should be plus five and a half. Yep. Yeah. So that's a little bit more comforting. But nice. to me, this game is like mostly about my concern is the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think the Texans going to be a close game. The Patriots are going to win. The Eagles, all they got to do is fucking win. Yeah, you actually keyed in on two things that were really cool. Um, the one is the Texans bounce back. Uh, I know that the the big change that we've had pretty much since around like middle of November was that 
Um, we started giving a lot better plays of... Well, I can just stop with that. We started giving better plays. No, <laughs> we started giving better of, yeah. like, hey, this is too good to be true. Yeah. We're going to get in front of this trend. Um, when I had the Bengals against the Jets, yeah. things like that. So, Zach, right. I was actually very smart to go against um, the Titans. You actually got me kind of thinking. But I, I know you listener at home may be thinking, okay, push the button. These guys are going head-to-head. No, there's, there's actually a very good chance that we'll both win yeah, this on is, our this leg. Is the, anytime mm-hmm. that it's a three-point spread... It's kind of just more or less picking which side you feel more comfortable with. Yep. Me, yeah. just like I said, mm-hmm. I just in this scenario, I don't like either one. I think either one could win the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm just taking the points in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I like ten points as opposed to seven. And I, during my Titans handicap, I said that the game's going to be very close anyway. So getting that extra exactly. touchdown is huge. And for me, mm-hmm. and and a seven point if it's a touchdown game, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Whereas I would lose if it was the other way. Exactly. But so that was actually um, really cool, and that got that got me thinking. So um, good to know. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Awesome. That's so uh, let's let's talk about some doggies. But before we talk about doggies, I believe uh, John is barking at the bit. I'm woof. I'm barking. I got one more two unit play. Ooh. I'm gonna tell you the story. I'm gonna tell you a little fable. There once was a team in the NFL. They have a head coach named Jason Garrett and are terrible, mm. and they're free falling. And that that team took a train. Cross the valley, right? Cross the valley. Eleven. So dramatic. Uh oh. On the other what, side, what is coming? on the other side of the NFC, there's a team that was in the Super Bowl last year that seemed to have found everything that clicks together, making them a uh, force in the NFC once again. They're they're ba- based out of LA. Now both these trains, they're going across the valley. Maybe at the beginning of the season, they're neck and neck. You're like, oh, these are two beautiful trains. Very very pretty. Both moving the same speed. Lovely looking. Right home to your family about it. Then all of a sudden, these two teams went in completely different directions. One train is headed to El Dorado, City of Gold. Looking lovely. Other train careening off of the tracks, falling deep, deep into the ocean, never to be heard from again. This is happening right now. The stink of the NFC East is rubbing off on the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett will most likely be let go. This is the end of an era. And for the Rams, this is their opportunity. And I'm saying it right now, the Rams are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to make make it. They're going to make it. Um, They're going to beat out either one of the Seahawks or or even 49ers, one of their counterparts. I think they're going to probably win out. Um, And this is is narrative time, hence the two trains. One train's going one direction, one train's going another. Um, I, I think that... It's simple. It's it's maybe square, but let's just look. Let's just not get too complicated about it. Where both of these teams are headed, the Rams are only giving one and a half. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's nothing for two teams that are so distant from from where each team wants to be. So right? yeah. So so the, the the question that comes to mind, John, is where. Does the motivation come into it? Whereas, yes, the Rams still have a mm-hmm. chance to make the playoffs. Yes, but they need help. Whereas the Cowboys still, quote unquote, control their own destiny. Yeah, but the other thing too is the cow. But I actually kind of mm-hmm. I like the Rams only because this game is almost meaningless for the Cowboys. Because guess what? If they lose mm-hmm. next week, they beat Philly and they control their own destiny. Dean, I had see, that. See, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this. I had that. I, don't, I, I agree with that, but I, I don't Dean. believe that the Cowboys think that. 
The Dean, Cowboys don't, definitely don't think that. Dean, I had that question last week, and mm-hmm. they completely shat the bed against the Bears. Mm-hmm. So this is this is past motivation for me. Mm-hmm. This is this team cannot play good football right now. Mm-hmm. They are my they are mired in bad football. We've seen these. The Giants have been like this way for a while. The Chargers have been this way. Some teams just it's like they get the jinx. Right, nothing mm-hmm. that they can do is right, and and I think the Cowboys are there, and it's been years since they've been a legitimately bad team. I just think that everything it's collapsing around them right now. Even their best player, Zeke, is mm-hmm. not having a terrific season. Oh, no. Dak Prescott questions again about whether he can be the guy. I cannot back a team on Thursday night at home that can't beat fucking Mitchell Trubisky with a supposedly great defensive line. So I'm telling you this, Cowboys fans, your defensive line is not as good as it used to be. I hate to break it to you. Your offensive line, the injuries are starting to add up. You know, these guys aren't aren't exactly pro bowlers anymore. This is still a good offensive line, and when things click, this team could do things. But nothing is clicking. With the Rams... They've been kind of helter-skelter all season, but the Rams, as of late, I have to ride that train because mm. they are they are putting things together. And I look back, you know, it's very small. I look at Wade Phillips coaching this Rams defense, and I go, huh, I want to beat my fucking old team that kicked me out for this weasel at head coach in Jason Garrett who did oh, – Wade Phillips did much – right? Didn't, didn't Weren't they in the NFC Championship or something with Wade Phillips? They were – I don't think they were ever in the NFC Championship. They, they made they, it in the second round. They, got they, they, mo- they, moved, they moved further than Jason Garrett. Again, that's mm-hmm. a very small little yeah. handicap. I just – I say that to mm-hmm. me. Revenge game. Left. Love it. Revenge <laughs> game. I Like I said, this is as much taking the Rams and as much fading – the Cowboys, kind of like, but the Raiders and the Jaguars. I mm. see similar value here. Yeah. What I like better is the line. Now, do I like the Rams, you know, minus three and a half, four and a half? Probably not. Mm. But do I like the Rams, you know, essentially winning outright and winning by a field goal? I'm perfectly comfortable mm. with that. Well, it's, de- it's definitely something to think about because uh, you know that with the Cowboys, especially coming to crunch time, that you're going to get a lot of public money on. Mm-hmm. So it might be something where if, if John's framing narratives mm-hmm. have kind of put you in in this place, seeing two two ships passing in a night or trains, <laughs> as he likes to likes to say, um, this, there's actually some real value to waiting because uh, right. the public there's going to be some you know big idiot who puts a ton of money on the Cowboys. So you, right. you're going to get a better number. I I, I would suspect that. Um, it's, it is just one of those things. It's directly against what we were just saying is that mm-hmm. we were kind of saying get in front of some of these trends, yeah. whereas you know now we're kind of going back to... And you know there comes a fork, a fork in a road where you right. make a decision. Either this was a hiccup and then we'll get back on track, or mm-hmm. they are legitimately bad. Yeah. And John, you're, I, I, I like the gung-ho attitude of saying you are putting the stamp... You're putting the done chain the on dun the chain Cowboys. I am. Cowboys. I am. Dun chain. You heard it here first, people. The Cowboys are done. If you disagree, uh, of course, let us know. You know all of our stuff we don't even have to say it. that's how confident we are it's episode 60 something by now so yeah you, you guys got it but yeah dumb chain there's a lot i think that we put a lot put here the, this does not mean of course the way the nfc east is shaken out that the you know the cowboys are not going to win the division or not make the playoffs just because the numbers are the way that they are but this is not, i just don't i can't bet this team until mm-hmm. now they go out and they beat the rams by like 24 yeah well then then you have my ear again mm-hmm. but not after i was so burned by that fucking Bears game. I really yeah. was, because everything was falling Cowboys' way. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Jump to next week, all right? Okay. The right, two scenarios. First one, Rams win. They win by a touchdown. I like that. All right? <laughs> Rams win by a touchdown. Next week, they're going into Philadelphia. Who are you taking? I can tell you right now, the line is going to be Eagles, plus, uh, Eagles minus three. Like, no matter oh. what happens this week, it's Eagles minus three next right. week. 
Yep. You're taking Cowboys and, with the and points. They're, and they're playing the Eagles at home. They're playing the Eagles in Philadelphia. You're taking the Eagles? Taking the Eagles. Cowboys win this game. Next week, mm-hmm. the Eagles are still going to be. Yeah, that's probably what minus three. Minus three. Yep. Who are you taking? Oof. I'd have to... This is going to sound like a lame answer. I'd have to see how they played this week and make sure there are no more injuries. No, that's actually right in line with this, what you were saying. Because team, you, yeah. you were saying that right now you can't get a good gauge on the team because they've just been performing so poorly. He said he put the dunk chain on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's actually a, a great point. That's a great line of questioning, too. So if they are truly done, then by that logic, you should t- take the Eagles the next no matter week what. You, play, you yeah. should actually place the Eagles bet now. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it on the bottom. I took uh, the Patriots against. I would look at trying to get that Eagles game ASAP, and yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be honestly, it's gonna be Eagles minus. It's three gonna be minus like, right? three, and it's gonna stay that way and not move one bit. Yeah, no. Very, if anything, I think it might actually lower to like two yeah. and a half because you get so much public on the Cowboys. Gotcha. I like it, John. I like you being Thank aggressive. You. This I, is I every, like you putting your name out in the line and saying every this week is what's we happen. like our last Big Bang play usually stirs up some kind of emotion, <laughs> and that's what you have to have if you're you know no one wants to just sit around and just throw out numbers all the time. I like to be a little emotional when it comes to some picks. With, with I, I should yeah. Oh, we got we have the stat boys running sprinting <laughs> to my side. Week sixteen, four twenty six Eastern, December twenty second. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are plus one. Whoa. Oh, man. Plus 102 money line. Uh, you can take it right now. I'm staring right at it. Biggest what? bet of the season. Don't chain on. You're doing it two weeks ahead. And, you know, like Zach said. What, I, I need an incentive. What's the incentive? Don't, what, how many plus extra money. Yeah, you win money. <laughs> That's all you well, then, well, then, uh, no, what, what we're just saying, though, is because no, like, you know. frame this as the Cowboys are dead in the water. Yeah. And therefore, but... You didn't necessarily say they're gonna win. Bo- they're gonna lose. Both yeah, games. My, my whole thing yeah. is like I'm. I'm also choosing like if this was Cowboys versus Bengals, right? We'd mm-hmm. having a little different conversation. I just like the Rams are just so clearly headed in a better direction mm-hmm. where I could put my trust in them again. Okay, you know that's mm-hmm. that's really it. I would need an incentive to bet the Eagles so, now because watch Zach Gertz goes down or something. Let's like that. Uh, let's now. recap quickly and then get on to our yep. dog pound. We're okay. dragging out a little here, gents. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got three so units. Three units on the Patriots minus nine. Two units on the three-team seven-point tees for plus 115. That is the Texans, plus 10. Patriots, minus 2.5. And, and the Eagles, plus 2.5. And, and the Raiders. <laughs> for one unit, minus 6.5. Beautiful. I got the Raiders, minus 6.5 at 1.5 units. Steelers, minus 1.5 at 1.5 units. That's a lot of 1.5s. <laughs> I have a three-unit teaser on uh, six-point teaser. Titans, plus 3.5. Bears plus ten and a half, and Seattle Seahawks pick them. Alrighty, I have one unit on the Raiders minus six and a half. One unit on the Vikings minus two and a half. Two units on the Bills and Steelers over thirty six. And of course, how could you forget two on the Rams minus one and a half? And it will happen. Victory is guaranteed here. Let's get into some dog pound. The dog pound. All right, guys, woof woof, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna start off, guys. Stop me if you hear th- heard this before, all right? I'm going back to the well. I'm going back <laughs> about 18 weeks ago when I was making my back. preseason predictions. Oh. <laughs> and I told you guys that the Bears were going to be the best team in football. I'm a fucking idiot. I did not expect the regression of Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but with that being said, I am taking them as my dog pound this week mm-hmm. at plus four and a half. We talked about how the Packers might be mm-hmm. a little bit... We're saying strong. outright, right? They're going to win outright. I'm sorry, outright. Yeah. I, yes. I don't know why I have this. Oh, message. man. <laughs> I've, I've been corrected on yeah, that many times. That's why I, 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 I it was a, it was a jo- Thank you. I needed that. 
You know what it is? I'm not going to make excuse for my notes. I'm taking the Bears to win outright. Uh, now Stat Boy's going to have to tell me what the what the money is. It should be like probably like plus 180 yeah, or something like that. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that the Packers plus are... Plus 190. Yep. Pl- plus 190. See, nice. we're good, guys. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the Packers are fraudulent, all right? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll talk for Homer Dean over here. <laughs> the Packers have won many games in non-convincing fashion. If you remember week one... The Bears' offense looked absolutely lethargic. Mitch Trubisky seems to finally be hitting his stride a little bit. They're getting a little bit more consistent in their play calling. They're getting one of their best defensive players back. Yep. This is going to be a close game. Give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. Mitch Trubisky hits a stride. My hot take, Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns, one rushing. Absolutely love it. And, yeah, you guys heard it in my handicap that I think that the Bears really turned a corner and now they're going to get healthy. Um, actually, shaping up for the Vikings have a week 16 against the Packers and then week 17 against the Bears. Holy division. Um, going to be kind of tough. But, guys, uh, last week I gave you two blind um, players and uh, got some fan feedback. A lot of the Dean heads liked it. The the cheering section, everyone's thumbs up. So, guys, <laughs> Coach A, uh, which, which coach would you rather have? And or you know what? Not which one would you rather have? Are these two comparable, or is it unfair to the one guy? One coach is seven and twenty-two as a head coach. The other one. I is, know who this is. The other is three thirty-six <laughs> and one. Who are the two coaches, and are they comparable? Wow! So seven and twenty-two is Pat Shermer. I Pat know Shermer that. Pat Shermer and three thirty-six and one. Three thirty-six and one is that That's Hugh Jackson? Hugh Jackson. Wow! Pat Shermer <laughs> is right there with Hugh Jackson, in my opinion. And according to me, sorry to be a self. Congratulatory man. <laughs> According to me, the Giants are the worst team in football. So much to the fact that when I saw that they were up 17 to 3, I had no interest in the game. I was actually recording the other pod. I walk in and I go, Oh, isn't that something? Eagles plus 390, easiest live bet of my life. I put three units on it, and I was laughing all the way to the bank. The Giants <laughs> literally are a peewee team. The yeah. Eli Manning spark was lasted for 20 minutes, and that's, that's basically it. it. Um, also, Miami, plus 150. I put two units on them, actually, before kickoff um, against the Jets at nearly plus 300. The last team that played two in a row at Giants Stadium that are not the Giants or the Jets were the Bills, Bills. and they won both games. So um, I think last week, Miami... They had a plethora of chances. They had eight field goal attempts. Watched <laughs> so much more of that game than I would like to admit. And the one thing that I saw was that Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing without fear. He's diving for first downs. He's making throws out of the quarterbacks that are scared. He Every play is his last play. And I really like that, especially at this time. And now the, the narrative is being switched that Brian Flores is actually a pretty good coach. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Miami. We, we bashed him. This was an anti-Brian Flores podcast. Oh, absolutely. Podcast. But uh, Miami plus one fifty. That take that one to the bank. That's an easy one. Nice, nice, easy. Ouch. There, there is very, very tiny, teeny, tiny rumors that maybe if Brady backs out on the Patriots, he goes down to Miami, works with the old offensive coordinator. Absolutely that's, not. That's not Why? what this segment's about, though. Yeah. All right, I am going to. Wow. Do you guys remember? Sorry, sorry, fans out there. Do you guys remember Doctor Kluzenar? Or Mr. Kluzen, yes. or whatever the fuck his name is. Yes, he was our phys- uh, physics professor, well, not professor, physics teacher in high school. Yes, yes, he, he most certainly was. Um, and I'm going to hearken back to him for a second and say that the, uh, so my underdog team is the Texans winning outright. Um, and they have put on a, a win and loss record 
equivalent to the mathematical equation 2x plus 1, which is how we were supposed to line up with, as chorus members in, uh, at graduation practice. <laughs> so what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? John, what are you talking about? Four Ricky times is... this year, and I have the visual. Four times this year, four different brackets. Texans have 1, 2, lost 1. 1, 2, lost 1. 1, 2, lost 1. 1, 2, lost 1. So guess what's next in the pattern? They're going to win this one against the Titans. <laughs> and more to the point, the Titans have been performing fantastically. I'm, I still am a guy of averages. Mm -hmm. People got to come back to the mean a little bit, and I think the Titans are going to have maybe a, a little bit of a letdown that game. Was and, and bringing... The most interesting hand that it takes second place to the most ridiculous handicap on this podcast to zach picking out of a hat <laughs> and breaking news john admitted to being in chorus which That's, is great for our ending of the oh stay so, tuned uh, everyone i thought you would forget it's gonna be great so uh john practiced lining up and he <clears throat> lined up those pipes and he's I gonna will. have some great songs for you guys this was a lot of fun we had some really good picks for only everyone only two regular season Weeks left. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Another and, year of football. And of course, uh, I know so that fast. I know that we hit everyone with um, some fantasy stuff at the beginning of the pod. Yeah. Um, we obviously are a betting podcast. Fantasy's kind of incorporated in that. Um, of course, you can always reach us at Winning yeah. Tix Pod on Twitter. I've been having a lot of good hockey conversations with people. Yeah. Honestly, um, it's been a lot of fun. I actually have a DraftKings lineup for the first time in a while, so um, I'm a little I'm a little nervous. But anyway, I'm a shy. <laughs> be gentle. Yeah. Be gentle. I actually tinkered out a guy who just scored. So go me. But um, yeah, guys, talk to me about football. Talk to yeah. us about football. We all we all have it on Absolutely. our phones. So yeah. that um, reach out for questions. Same on Instagram. Winning ticket pod. Start sits. Um, hey, should I take this? Hey, yeah. this line moved a lot. Do you still like it? Well, hey, we'll answer any questions. Uh, one yeah. of the pillars of the winning ticket is that we don't charge for picks. Uh, a lot of people are going to try Never. to swindle you and stuff. So if you want to talk to the experts direct, just come come find us. Absolutely. And since you're going to be hearing John shortly, I'm mm -hmm. going to take the closing. Guys, uh, thank you for listening to the Winning Ticket Podcast, where victory is guaranteed. Now, Giano. There we go. Little technical issues, but we, we worked through them. That's what happens, guys, when you go home four, you get bad beat. Uh, you said enough. Start singing. Why'd I take the Seahawks, you know? Why'd I take the Bengals? I got the Bengals this week. Am I stupid? Are you stupid? I think it's just complicated, John. Oh, man. I would say it's very complicated. Chill out. What you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you will see. I like you the way you are off key. When we're driving in your car and you're... Talking to me one on one, but you've become somebody else around everyone else. Watching your back, but you can't relax. Trying to be cool, <laughs> you look like a fool to me. Please tell me why you have to go and make things so complicated. Yeah, yeah. I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. Gets me frustrated. <laughs> Life's like this, you. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honesty and promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. No, 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 no more. I'm done going 0 <laughs> 4. Bad oh, beats. Good.